0: Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode.
1: Glad we're back.
0: Yeah. Happy end of semester.
1: That is true.
0: We are almost done the semester. I don't know about you guys. I have a couple assignments left and a single exam. When is that? Uh, The 14th from 3 to 6 p.m. Wow. Damn. What what class? What is that class? For? Oh. Uh, social issues and popular music.
1: Uh, Daniel, what's in the background? Steve Nash. On your no no on your right. It looks like oh, a Star, Star Wars, Wars poster. Yeah. Is that is that supposed to be Luke? Is that from episode? What is that? What
2: episode for? five.
1: Episode five. So what is that yeah. supposed to be? That's supposed to be uh, like the battle on Brisbane. Is that Luke when he still has both his arms, or vader Vader? It's like I am your father.
2: Yeah, yeah. Before that, before that, you know. Okay. So, uh, you know, like Alex, you know, don't worry. We're, we're gonna put up our stuff soon on the walls.
0: Yes. Oh, it's coming soon. It's yes. coming yeah. within a week.
2: I'm actually getting tired of my bare bones one, or like the fact that it's not organized. I gotta do that in the holidays.
1: You see, that in the background for me is half blinders, half closet, and it's a weird. It's like two faced light side, dark side. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which one are you the leaning the towards course.
2: right now, Adam? At right the end now, of the, I'm the leaning semester.
1: Towards the light side. I'm yeah. still. I'm still, I'm Clone Wars Anakin.
2: They're still good in you, despite the yeah. stresses of the exams.
1: And then when Alex and I get into an argument about the Olympics, I go to the dark side and I turn oh. into episode three of Anakin and there's, there's the younglings and all that oh, stuff. Wow. i right though, guys.
0: Wait, wait, before I move on from school, I think everyone listening really wants to know, did you get the proposal back for your class? Because I'm yesterday. interested. Wow. You got it yesterday. And I when's your yesterday. essay due? the 11th and today's the, the sixth sixth nice, yeah, nice.
1: not to hand it in until we get the proposal so we can make edits
0: <laughs> how long is the <laughs> proposal
1: five days before it's due for a research paper
0: this all started because daniel read an email out on a zoom call that's this is how it started
1: I Like, I feel, I want to find, because we haven't been given the, like, the email for this TA, and I yeah. think it's a good idea, because otherwise I think she would have been bombarded, but I almost <laughs> want to get it so I can just say, like, thank you, because it felt like she turned this around in about a week or two, and then it makes me wonder, the other professor, we've still only gotten one other grade back from him, and that was... The original reading quiz wait which so I professor really, i'm not gonna say the <laughs> professor, two professors get me in trouble <laughs> but like i would i genuinely would really like to sit down yeah. with this, this professor one day and be like can you see like i understand COVID and all this but you know grades are just knowing where you are in the semester is so important you know I, I, it's just part of planning right and like you, the nhl players don't know what they're doing i'm sure they're pretty upset about it so that's fair that i am too
0: you should write a strongly worded email i don't yeah. mean that sarcastically you should write a feature yeah. I don't, okay, the, the, maybe the not a earful.
1: There feedback.
0: we go, there we, I forgot about those
1: On top maybe. of having the same reading stuff for another class Which I've
0: Oh. When are you
2: done, when are you done the semester Officially, Adam, in terms of final uh, Well,
1: stuff? on the 11th, I have a take-home exam due When I'm all, like, which is not going to be a problem for me and uh the essay is due on the 11th but like i don't have an exam um, my classes are obviously all done because they were ended last week
3: mm-hmm. so
1: on the 11th onwards i'm gonna try and get everything done before then obviously i um, probably gonna like, do a real grind of stuff tomorrow and try and have everything done and then just relax for christmas and that. oh cool yeah. um we are stretching it a bit here because we don't have a ton of hockey stuff to talk about we well, just
2: have our friendship to. We can talk about off. the
1: World Juniors and why it looks like hockey is being pushed back to mid-January as opposed to beginning. Um, before we do, though, there was a Grand Prix today, and we should say congratulations to Sergio Checo Perez for winning the secure Grand Prix.
0: Sergio Perez, the next Red Bull driver.
1: We all, oh, don't say that about Max.
0: Alongside Max Verstappen, <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't care, care what Daniel. <laughs> I don't care what Daniel has to say anymore. He is sitting in that second seat next season. If they don't, there are some issues. Apparently, they might do a three-car rotation. I heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe. They'll just alternate guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or a t-
2: two drivers per car. No. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: absolutely not. And our hearts go out to George Russell, who yeah. probably would have won or at least gotten P2, if not for that puncture. The move he made on Ball Beltas after the safety car was was sensational, as Will Be Boxing crazy called it, the move of
0: a champion. If they don't put Sergio Perez in that seat, they are just trying to save face for their junior program. Okay, that's what the reality is.
1: Yeah, um, Red Bull, figure your stuff out. Mar- We're she- still Alex Albon fans. Of
0: course, it's not that I'm yeah, not an nice Alex guy. Albon. I'm not. It's not that I'm not an Alex Albon fan. I look at how they treated Gasly last season, and I feel like we are under the. If anything, it's the same with Alex Albon. And they haven't done – they've done it completely – they've done it completely different with Albon mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I think they're trying to save face for their driver program because mm-hmm. we all know Kvyat's not getting that seat at Alpha Tari. It's probably Yuki Tsunoda.
1: You just missed what, three in the championship?
0: I I believe so.
1: Yeah, congratulations to Mikshumi Makabai. I feel bad for Cal but whatever.
0: And and he already – and I think Horner said if he doesn't get this seat, he's taking a year off as um, an Albon.
1: Well, He's redshirting um, this year? Hmm?
2: He's redshirting next year?
1: Oh, that's sad. Uh, he'll, he'll probably have to go with that. I don't know because at this Be point in the season, if you don't have a seat, then I don't know where – like even for IndyCar, I don't know where you, you'd go. But we'll go to the hockey. One last thing, though. Hey, Mercedes. Maybe forget about Botas now. Maybe do Lewis and George. It would be so nice. Um, I think George would push. So when them.
2: these guys yeah. perform, but there's not enough seats, is this basically musical chairs? Yes. Yes.
0: Honestly, like that's what it feels like. Out. Pardon?
1: Like Hulkenberg is still out.
0: Yeah. He's competitive musical back next
1: chairs. Year either, which sucks.
0: Yeah, it sucks. I mean, like there's a couple other options. Like there's um. Formula E Which is growing in popularity uh, Recently um, I mean there's Indy Like I know Alonzo did a few races Over the last couple of years In Indy um, But I don't That's not very popular anymore Like going from Formula 1 to Indy Doesn't seem as popular, popular Anymore But it's an option
1: Well, I think Kevin Magnussen was having trouble Finding stuff because those guys have to secure their seats as well, right? So at this yeah. point, it, it's almost like you have to become a reserve driver. And you look at Stoffel Van Dorn from Mercedes. Um, he, say what you want, probably, like, people thought he was probably going to get the shot for Lewis while he was out this week, um, but it didn't happen. And uh I mean you just have to sit there and watch the disaster that just took place from Mercedes. But right. it, it's unfortunate. It's such a Will Buxton's also compared it to being the like the piranha sort of um what, what do you call it? Like a piranha pond, piranha plant sort of sort of thing. Um what? It's just everyone's like that's what Formula One is. It's almost like um it's a a fishbowl or a pond full of piranhas.
3: Oh, okay. A fishbowl of musical chairs. No, it's <laughs>
1: cutthroat, man. And sometimes money no, is more than skill. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The Mazepin should not be in-house. It should be a lot, but Mazepin has money. Well, his dad has money. And has yeah. now I think he's bought a share of Haas, which they need. It's just, it's a, it's such a, like, sports are already unfair, but Formula One is just, um, it's it really is seriously cutthroat. Oh, we should talk about hockey, though.
0: Probably. The off, Vancouver Canucks, no.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, I
0: mean, they know? are in the new. They are in the news. Yeah.
1: Did you guys know that? Oh yeah, Mark Donnelly. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's such a shame because I was always a really big fan of his of his anthems. I really like how he gave it to the crowd, but not anymore. Being at mask, it's like, oh no. Yeah. We lost another one. Um,
2: <laughs> Do you want to dig into that?
1: No. What is there to no. dig
0: into? Oh, I he guess I. a
1: mask, and he's yeah. Dead.
0: I don't know like i don't know how much there is to dig into that
1: yeah so for those of you who don't know listening mark donnelly who is um who does the home national anthems for the vancouver canucks has apparently been released by the team because he was going to or has a camera with the exact details um was going to go sing at an anti mask protest
0: i thought he already did he did he did he yeah. did okay, so yesterday he did
1: sing and yeah so they've gotten rid of him and for those it's, of you who don't remember him he's the guy who was doing the anthem skating a couple of years ago and wiped out over a carpet
2: To his know, credit, didn't know
1: did not skip a beat yeah. the song but still
2: you know what they didn't know he's been what? doing this since 2001 for the canucks
1: he's been there a while yeah like, was he voice. there
2: during the cup
0: cup run
1: he did yeah yeah i remember i remember i when i was a kid i didn't like him because i thought he was lazy because he just let the crowd do the rest but he's an opera singer i, I think he's really he's got a very powerful mm. Wait,
0: you don't like it when they do that or you've changed your opinion When i was a
1: kid i did oh, okay as okay. i've gotten older i was like yeah this guy's great now i'm thinking no he's not maybe that great
0: no wear a mask please what, are you, everyone. what were we gonna do
1: covid cases are up in both quebec and ontario today so let's yeah, and we'll talk about the vaccine when it's actually distributed and working. All right. I
2: thought, I thought you were going to say your line.
1: Get in there, Lewis. No. That's my line. Do better. Do, be, do better. Be <laughs> better, people. Do better. Um, do better. Right. Uh, the, the New York Rangers, uh, the World Juniors are coming upon us closer and closer every day. Uh, we now know officially that the Rangers hate Canada. Uh, because Alexi Lafreniere not it. will not be released by the team to play for <laughs> Team Canada. I um, mean, that's occurred... one way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm joking, of course. <laughs> there, there's a real... Uh, hey, I'm not the biggest Rangers fan. I remember 2014. Chris Crowder can get out. Um, but but no, and all honestly, and they disrespected King, King Lundqvist. Um, it, well, it's not that big a surprise. They want him to... You know, they want Lafreniere to sort of focus on the upcoming NHL season, if we have not. Uh, I, I I think we can we all sort of did see this coming though. I'll start Daniel Aurora Junior expert here.
2: Yeah, I don't know, it's kinda of unfortunate. Um I think this whole time we've been talking about how we want to compare it to 2005 or you know what they kinda of tried to do with 2013, that didn't go really the way everyone wanted. But when I think about two thousand and five where you had all those guys coming in, like who should have been in the NHL, like this would be exciting for the real juniors because again, it's going to be the same argument every year now. It's just, oh, imagine if, like, they performed, if they had these, you know, set number of guys coming in, you know, if we actually had the full roster going in. And, you know, it's it's something that you you want to see. It's something that you want to kind of have as, like, that semblance of, like, we have that whole thing of, you know, the quote-unquote coming together at a time where I think this is the best time for a distraction like this to, like, put it on full display that, yeah, like, the talent is there. Like, the what we have, we could give out there because it'd be great.
1: Yeah. Indeed. Sorry about that. Alex? No
0: yeah, I mean, it, it would be really good to see. Like, I think... Is there argument that Canada is the number one team going into this tournament? Is that fair?
2: It's, yeah, it's basically... The guys that were good last year have improved. Then they have, like, the NHL talent. The only thing is, it's the same thing we talked about before. It's, like, just don't look at the goaltending, because right.
0: it's it's kind of lagging. Like I think with Lafreniere, they are they are by far the front runners. Like I don't even think it's a question because Lafreniere. I know we say one person, one guy can't change the the full direction of a team. Like look at Connor McDavid and Edmonton, but I think when you already have a good team, a really good team, and you just insert an even better player. It completely cha- it can completely change what's going yeah, on. Like, in-
2: when I look back on like 2005, where you know they didn't have to have Bergeron and Crosby, but they did have Bergeron and Crosby. When I think of like Quentin Byfield and Alexa Lafreniere, right? It's
1: um, I think you know he was he was the MVP of the tournament last last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I can remember was being at my grandparents' place the day Canada and the U.S. were facing off, and they're like. Adam, we know you want to go watch the hockey. We put it on downstairs. Go check it out, right? I didn't watch the full game because I'm not a heartless bastard. But I remember seeing the states tie it up, um, quickly just going down to see what was going on. And then the next play, Lafreniere goes around, wicked move and scores and gives Canada the lead in the game will they go on to win. Um, yeah. He was, he, going there would have been a cheat code. He would have been such a step above everyone else, I think, even yeah. with Byfield. But I think without him, I think the gap between the States and Canada is going to be a lot closer because the States have a lot of good players coming back. Like Cole Caulfield has been really turning it back on. And if he can get some real usage this time going back, um, and if you're talking about Canada's kind of question mark in that, you just have to look at the States and see Spencer Knight and you realize, oh, uh, there's um, that. That's one thing that's going to get in the way of this, of, um, no, I, that might get in Canada's way. Same with Russia and Askarov, right? Like that's, right, that's a hurdle they yeah. are going to have to overtake. But like yeah. it still will be a stacked team Canada. For mm-hmm. sure. I mean, um, and then on the other end, the Americans could get even stronger if this season, depending on the start date, it was talked about on, on insider trading. Um, or if there is a season, there's a better chance that the Leafs will retain Nick Robertson. Um, But depending on the start date When compared to the World Juniors He might be playing for the Americans So if the Rangers hate Canada Then the Leafs (sighs) hate the States Is how this works
0: wait. Oh yeah yeah I guess Well I mean it's December 6th And I think I guess we'll get into The whole NHL thing NHLPA thing later but It's December 6th It doesn't seem like Training camp starting anytime soon I mean, I think January 1st is completely off the board. If anything, mid-January, beginning of February. And I mean, we'll get into that later. But yeah, yeah, like I think Robertson, again, like you said, would just be a really good addition to um, the United States. And to be honest, I wouldn't mind it at all if he went. I don't even think I had him slotted in my lineup for the start of the season. I feel like that's a bit of a hot take, but...
1: You're over you're overripening a young player. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the guy's played NHL playoff games.
0: Uh, no, no, no. He's games, played playing games. Around. Let's just be clear, yeah. okay? We don't no, want to upset the wrong people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, they don't want us to be overzealous saying the Leafs went further than they thought than they thought we did. You yeah.
1: know. Yeah. It's like when Justin Bieber in 2017 said that the Leafs lasted longer than the Canadians. No, they, they both what? lost in six games, sir. Yeah, I remember, in 2017, yeah,
0: oh yeah, they, they did.
1: Lost in six, and then the Canadians had lost in six to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs had started the day after Montreal, and the Leafs got eliminated the day after. Technically, it was. I'm not better about it. I can forget. Well,
0: I, I, I I just so remember. Yeah, I Casper, understand. I understand.
2: Cap and was playing like what four or five minutes a
0: game, and he got kept the scoring. OT
1: winner, he got the
0: double <laughs> OT winner with, like, with Brian Boyle and I believe Matt Martin was on the ice.
1: Oh, God. Okay. Um, At size. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, so which one of you two actually put the Logan Paul Evander Kane thing? I before?
0: did. Okay. Is All it right. Logan? I'm so confused. Who's fi- Who's fighting? Logan no, or isn't Jake? It Jake? So, is is it it I thought it was Jake. Jake.
1: But I said Logan because both of them are saying something. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. For those of you who don't know, and I don't blame you if you don't, Um, Jake Paul, the YouTuber... Yeah, exactly. Not
0: really uh, the Viner. The Viner. Yeah. Was he an he? he started was he on not like Vine.
1: a Disney actor? Or no, was that I think. Brother? Oh, so. yeah.
0: He was on like a show for a bit, but then like they fired him or something. Was he? Yeah. Let's find out. Jake Paul Disney. I don't think he was, but you know what? I trust you guys.
1: Was him or his brother? I think mm-hmm. that was. And his brothers had his own problems, like they. Anyway, he's the guy who's been like who who was the NBA player he knocked out? Uh, Robinson. Nate
0: Robinson. He was on Disney, by the way. Yes. He played the role of yeah. Dirk Man on the Disney Channel series Bizardvark uh,
2: What a name! I
1: don't know what any of that means.
2: Vark Ventures.
1: When, oh my god, that's so, just... a, a, anyway. Um, so and and so Jake Paul was on like the undercard of the Mike Tyson Vapor.
0: He was just he, before Mike Tyson, I think. Yeah. Okay. Same thing.
1: Uh, On the card of two year fifty-year-old men beating the crap out of each other. Um, <laughs> who was the NBA player that he knocked out? By the way,
0: Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. So
1: Jake Paul, former NBA this player, dude. he had a boxing match with another YouTuber apparently a couple of years ago. KSI, KSI, that guy, the guy who what like disappeared name? for a few years and came back as a rapper because YouTube. I'm embarrassed that I know that. And so he, so Jake Paul, knocks out Buddy from the NBA. And Evander Kane decides to be like, yeah, I'm going to tweet it. After, by the way, Paul had like called out McGregor. And I don't think McGregor has even responded, which tells you all you need to know. So Evander Kane, guy who plays in San Jose for the NHL, right? Like been a good team up until last year. Good player who was getting really quiet. Like just like, I just want to give some context about Evander Kane. Until he got to San Jose, there was always that air around him. He was a bit of a mischief that, Trouble followed him. He got to San Jose, and everything seemed to have calmed down. And then he does the stuff for the Hockey Diversity Alliance, all this fantastic stuff, right? And then he calls out a YouTuber to fight on Twitter. But it's not just
0: him. It's not just him, though. Like I've seen multiple guys. So I saw Kane. I saw Robin Leonard. I'm assuming you guys saw Robin Leonard as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, very to the uh, point. His his
0: response is very to the point.
1: Because you didn't, didn't Kane then tweet something sexist about this?
0: Then Ryan Reeves uh, Reeves got involved.
2: Yeah, he said (sighs) the Reeves sisters and then he apologized for that.
1: Okay, so there is, so Evander Kane is caught up with all this. Like, I, I feel like I'm in high school talking about this again.
2: It sounds like a talk show segment. Like, I don't know. Later why.
1: on, we are gonna talk about like the things of like the financial barricades of the NHL season coming back, the details of the schedule. And Vander Kane is picking a fight with a YouTuber, and we are talking about it. It's just I the moment I saw that Kane tweeted, I knew exactly what was gonna happen. And like and all of a sudden this clip of Jake Paul on some podcast. His own podcast. Out, and he's like saying like what? Just saying, like, what's he makes a really Ooh. bad joke? What's the San Jose shark? Is that sort <laughs> of aquatic pretty, thing? Like, yeah, it's a pretty good aquatic, joke, you idiot.
0: <laughs> it was a pretty <laughs> good joke Come on. at the time. Dude,
3: <laughs> pretty
0: good.
1: I know you worked for Disney, but like, yeah, <laughs> a shark is a fish. Good job, dude. <laughs> he says, like, Paul says something like, Man, it's it's is this? A it was one line that got me. He said, Is this a headline fight? And no. I, I knew he was going to say that because. You as an NHL player have now given this guy to the risk to respond and it's just completely belittled the league now. Because yeah. Evander Kane is a star player in San Jose. And then a YouTuber has just like belittled him. And now and then Kane has this stupid line of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip that mop your head off like that mop off your head Shh. and clean the floor with it. Like, dude, you just why can Kane not just focus on the Hockey Diversity Alliance and all this good stuff?
2: I'm gonna tell you why.
1: Picking fights on YouTube, Daniel. Please explain it to me. Because
2: Joe Pavelski signed with Dallas and Joe Thornton signed with Toronto. Man, Damn.
1: Pavelski leaves and that team fell apart.
2: Oh my God, Marlo Daniel. To Toronto is...
1: and Pittsburgh. Like, what happened?
2: Like you know, a, lot, a big thing we've kind of talked about before with San Jose. It's just like in that accountability where you know they had three captains in a way on that
0: team and then. So are you I mean, suggesting it's good to have a lot of leadership? I am. I'm just asking. Yes, I am. Okay, just want to clear that up. Um, oh, it's yeah. so
3: embarrassing.
0: Okay, so Daniel, I think you might be able to answer this for me. Nate Robinson, he was in the dunk contest, right? Like he's a well-known yeah. NBA player, somewhat. Yeah, he won it three times. He won the dunk contest like three card. times.
3: That job, right?
0: He fought. Yeah. He fought, K- this guy fought KSI, who is probably like one of the biggest YouTubers. Why on earth is he going to fight Evander Kane? No offense. No offense to Evander Kane from some no-name league. What do you think is more popular? K- who do you, like, do you think KSI is more popular? I think KSI is more popular than the NHL.
2: You know, that's pretty unfortunate. Like, because- I'm kind
0: of confident in saying that. <laughs>
2: That's pretty unfortunate because Nate I know the NBA is a much more popular league, but you know, Nate Robinson, like most of his career, he was a bench player. Um, no one, I remember um Nick no Young saying, like, th- you know, he doesn't represent the NBA after he got knocked out. <laughs> you
1: well, know, Steph Curry was thought he pretty well did. He was pretty confident. Yeah. What happened?
2: A lot of uh, the responses I saw to the Evander Kane ones were like, oh, it's different, you know, the way you guys fight in the NHL. Like, it's it's different in a boxing match. It's not going to be the same
0: thing. He, he'd get knocked out. Unfortunately, my, so this, this is my understanding of how it goes. When you train for mul- – I think this is his second fight. So he has been consistently training for boxing. And I understand he's not fighting the actual boxers, but he's still training for boxing. Are you telling me Evander Kane is training for boxing? No, no, he's you not. Know, something no, he's has happened not. like this before, though. W- like he's what?
1: Definitely, like he's in great shape. Like Evander Kane in like a scrap can obviously handle himself. Look up Matt sure. Cook for that. Sure, but, but like a professional, it was. Like, oh, I can't believe I'm going to take Jake Paul aside on this, but he said, "When's he going to take the time?" Like this isn't going to happen obviously like forget about like contracts. Like I would just hope Gary Batman just looks at this laughs, and says, yo, bill can go. Can you, can you call up the sharks and tell this guy to shut up?
0: Yeah. Like this is never happening. Uh, They'd rip up his contract I, and say, if you want to go fight, bye-bye. What does he sign a $49 million contract? Bye-bye. Bye. Well, bye yeah. Bye-bye that.
2: You know what I see here? What? A modern day Rocky. Embedded in social media and memes. No, 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 this isn't Rocky, <laughs> but, um, you did, you did bring up a good point though about the whole thing about because they were able to do this. Cause Nate Robertson is no longer a player. So like in terms of insurance and everything from the team, that wasn't the factor, but like, yeah, Vander Kane, he is still under contract with the sharks. I don't think they're going to afford to do that or the NHL is going to afford to do that. If they don't want to sometimes send certain guys to international tournaments, They're going to let Evander Kane do this.
1: So we don't want a player to sort of represent his country in this most prestigious tournament they only get a few years to play for in their entire lives, and it's the top 1% of junior hockey. But we're going to let Evander Kane fight some loser YouTuber.
2: Because I remember Shea Weber, and I love the guy for doing this, he always wants to play for the World Championships. Like, this is when he was coming off surgery, and then he wanted to play. And then the Canadians were like, no.
1: A real leader. Yeah. Please, rec- Shay, One more knee injury, and, and we're gonna lose you. We thought your career ended this year. Please, no. The, oh, this
0: is—it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. This—this this is just. Oh. Why—why did he have to get himself involved? Him. And, no. See, the thing is, so Rob, him and Robin Leonard, those were the ones who openly said stuff, right? At least Robin Leonard, shut up. Yeah. He just left it, yeah.
2: He's pretty good with that, though. Like, his tweets are very discreet. Get to the point, and then he doesn't really beat around the bush.
1: He's good at Twitter, his learner. He's great. He's a funny dude. The whole panda thing, when the Leafs took some of the money in the three-way deal that sent him to Vegas, yeah. it was it was just a Tavares picture, but with a panda head instead of so John Tavares as a kid. It was hilarious.
0: Okay, I'm going to ask you guys a question. I'm going to ask you guys a question: The normal, a, a normal fan, a no, like just a normal sports fan. If they, what's more attractive to them, Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul, or Evander Kane versus Jake Paul? This is so sad um, to say, Nate
1: Robinson. Robinson. Nate <laughs> Except Evander Kane's a cool name, and maybe you're like, ah, oh, but no, like sure
0: it just popularity. Oh, he plays in the NHL. I don't care. And they turn it off and they go to bed.
1: What do you mean, That's San Jose what. They as a hockey team. How does that work?
0: <laughs> NHL, what the hell is that?
1: They have two teams in the desert. How do they keep do they keep the ice from melting?
0: I think I think I texted Adam this. There are so many more people who enjoy YouTube than that than enjoy the NHL. Yeah.
1: You know how much time I spend on YouTube compared to like anything else? Ridiculous. You know how much Star Wars Clone Wars stuff I was watching on YouTube this week? A lot, but a yeah, lot. same
0: here. No, yeah. you weren't. No, you weren't.
1: Because the last thingy of uh, what do you what do you call it? The when, the newest episode, of the Mandalorian, had everyone going like ah, Star Wars Clone Wars. Remember that? And like Boba Fett yeah. was a thing.
2: Don't tell me I didn't finish the first season
0: yet.
1: Well, not, I haven't the, started wait, the, the season, fir- but there's the, just been spoilers everywhere.
0: The first season of the Clone Wars or the first season of Mandalorian? Oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start the Clone Wars. And then I'm a week later, I'm like, okay, I'll start the Clone Wars too. <laughs> Daniel, I, never mind. you know what?
1: Mind. Alex finished the series before Daniel got episode five of the first season.
0: <laughs> I'm just pacing myself.
1: Yeah.
0: One a year, one episode a year. I understand. I understand.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, we'll hit the, the big, big talking point here. Okay. So, as Alex sort of alluded to earlier, we're still kind of waiting for the NHL to figure out when we're going to be back to playing hockey. Uh, so, the NHL and the PA are continuing to talk and try and get the 2021 season going, of course. Here we are on December 6th. And the situation is, is this. And I'm gonna quickly, this is a part of a tweet Pierre Lebrun said. I'm gonna quote economic issues still unresolved. And we will talk about those issues in a moment, but we're gonna focus on the scheduling first because there is, because it's just it's two very different things, and one is a lot easier to talk about and understand than the other. Um, so January 1st is basically out the window for a start date now. Yeah. Um we're now looking around everyone is saying, and that's this is from the same guys as LeBron is saying it. Sarah Valley had a great article. Um CJ and Friedman from SportsNet. Um and most of the information I pulled out here, I saw from Sarah Sarah Valley's article. So I'll give him the big credit here, out of the boy Frank. Now camps instead would now be starting around January first or second, and the season would start either a few days before or after January fifteenth. The season would wrap up with playoffs as like as well probably around like beginning of July, avoiding the Olympics, all that great stuff. If that still happens, Japan says yes. Um, but we'll see. Fifty-two and fifty-six games scheduled were both sort of proposed here um non-playoff teams from return to play could have an option to open a voluntary training camp one week earlier by the way before i list the teams just remember some organizations don't have their as of right now it can change in the month but some teams don't even have facilities open the canadians are are one of them as well yeah um by and those seven teams for those of you who don't remember are buffalo new jersey anaheim la san jose ottawa detroit It sucks that this is information we wish we sort of had almost a month ago because it feels like every week I saw a really funny tweet about this that I think it was from Habs Chronicle on Twitter saying, it feels like this week is so important has been said for about a month when it comes to return to play. Um, And, yeah, we'll talk about money in a second, but let's just, I guess, talk about the whole thing. We've pushed the date back to mid-January now. It looks like if we do have this season, it is in the 50 game mark, guys. Um we'll start with you, Alex. Your whole general thoughts here before we talk about the money.
0: Yeah, I mean so here's the thing. My understanding is the players want Christmas with their families, right?
1: Which I totally understand. Oh, I fully no, no, no
0: yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not disputing that. I'm just yeah, yeah. working working around the dates. Because it's not the NBA. Right.
1: Yeah, I always hated that. Uh,
0: I, I I'm trying to figure this out here because they'd have to quarantine for 14 days prior to, mm-hmm. or the, at least the Canadian teams would have to quarantine for 14 days prior to arriving to prior to starting camp. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they'd have to start quarantine, quarantining within the next, I think two weeks.
1: It, what is if interesting I could do is math. some players have started Moving, which is like, good. I, a few black, like a few blue jackets and Alexander Romanov just arrived from Russia a few days ago. But continues.
0: they, they were so, called Kodkanyemi, right? I saw that. Was it uh, Kodkanyemi they were called?
1: I, I saw Romanov. It could have been KK, but all I saw was Romanov. What right
0: players right. are coming back. Like I yeah. saw Lennon, uh recalled a couple weeks ago, whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, so here's the thing. If the, if the 15th is true, like I've heard the 15th, I've heard uh, the start of February, um, the f- start of February is absolutely dangerous, like is, is really dangerous for them to start because the Super Bowl is February 7th and they and this league needs to be up and running and rolling from game one, no matter what. So if you're starting the you're starting February, you are starting after the Super Bowl. There is no way you are competing on the week, the first week with the Super Bowl. It's an it would be an absolute, it'd be a nightmare. It'd be it'd be like I I don't even know what word to use. Um, but listen, the fifteenth, the middle of January has been done twice, twenty thirteen, and I believe nineteen ninety four. So I'll figure it out.
1: Prepared with the info there. I like it. Yeah. Uh, You're you're sorry. You you were just cutting out a bit there. Uh, Oh, what? No, no, You got your uh, numbers out. (laughs) Unless you said something afterwards.
0: No, I didn't say no, no, go. You guys can go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I like what Alex kind
2: of said that I think I kept saying those kind of random numbers here and there before, like I said, 54 and 65 and it's, you know, leaning more towards, you know, the 50 or even how 2013 went, the 48 game season. And, I think that the unfortunate thing was the mo the momentum the league had coming into these negotiations when it came to planning. I think what we said before was a lot of this got us excited because we really were in the dark before the bubbles came in for the playoffs and the play in rounds. And now when they talked about, you know, the all the Canadian the all Canadian division, you know, that's something that you know still could happen. But when they brought up that idea, it just kind of felt like there was a more concrete plan in place already for how they were going to do all of this. And when we talked about the real juniors, how that might be a pilot project on what they're going to do moving forward now, especially when all these guys are coming from the United States, they're coming from places in Europe. And I don't like to see the headlines where if an NHL season happens, because I still believe it can happen. And they've shown before that there's ways around all of these health concerns that can happen. It's just, it's on the players, I think. And we've, we've talked about St. Louis. It's again, it's on the players and I, I don't know how to, how to really like kind of see these things because I think when we talked about like the second wave and how to kind of maneuver with it, it just kind of keeps me into like, I guess I like get in between of what's the trade-off or what are the things that can happen now to kind of avoid what we saw with like the MLB and I'm going to just use the MLB as another example because when we thought everything was going well, something happens on the last game of it in the world series.
0: Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's a health thing though. Like I think they, they, I think if I'm the NHL, I look at all these plans that the NFL, the MLB, the premier league, the Bundesliga, all these leagues have done. And I think that's what we're, they're working with. I don't think it's a health concern mm-hmm. though, unfortunately.
1: What I'm curious about is we still 100% don't know where everyone would be playing, because there were reports coming out. I think Freeman was the first one I saw say this that some teams were looking at the logistics of doing um, outdoor games, and mm-hmm. one of the teams he was mentioning was Los Angeles. And I was thinking, yeah, Anaheim. Okay,
2: does it make sense there?
1: No, because here's the thing. I'm thinking that I'm also hearing when I watch, I don't want to say hearing isn't, I don't have sources. My sources are are the guys who have sources. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but like when I hear, um, I think it was one of the TSN guys talking about the costs alone of buying tests. And I start thinking, okay, so how are you in California going to maintain outdoor ice and save money? Mm. I, it's just, I, and that's where my concern is as well. Like there's the money hurdle it looks like great you've you've we still don't exactly know when we're gonna play and we don't know where we are playing now i think if if you have to relocate teams to i'm trying to think who has the best facilities but then like if i think about like hamilton or whatever i'm wondering okay well then we need to start getting cases down like and i i understand like the vaccine is coming and all that Mm. like i hope covid cases but I just look at the numbers and I'm like, what is it? Ontario's at like 1924 today, Quebec's at yeah. 2013. Whoa. There's still just so many questions for me. And what really the red flag is, is I feel like I shouldn't have these many questions just under a month away from where you initially planned to start the season. I, I blame more. I, I just think there, there's so much going wrong here. And when I saw the, the um, in the NBA, the, the Russell, Westbrook trade happened, that's so difficult for me to say. When that trade happened, I tweeted out, I feel kind of out of the loop when a basketball trade happens, because while all this stuff is happening for the NBA, people are arguing about the Pelicans getting a Christmas Day game. What does the NHL have to show right now? When they were so good at the bubble, they were the ones who set the standards, everyone talking about how good the NBA did. The NHL did it better. They had all this sort of momentum and hope around them. And then planning this season coming up has just sort of, I feel like they've completely dropped the ball. And I think everyone involved has has a part to play in this. There's two points that
2: you guys kind of brought up that made me think about that I think has become a reality for all of us during COVID is we already knew it, but we just didn't know the tangibles of it is the wealth disparity (laughs) between leagues. Like we talk about the NHL a lot, but man like the way the nba like when you said that russell westbrook trade you know it just kind of in a way like made sense like you know these two teams just moved like what 42 million How from one to team LeBron to the
1: and other and davis just signed for by the way
0: yeah that's like a combined 80 and a half million dollars per year yeah and i'm
1: thinking we thought it was an amazing kind of fair deal for what Tofoley signed for and I'm looking at LeBron James, <laughs> and he's making nearly as much as Conor McDavid in two years. Go, Sorry, go on, Daniel. But wait, when you well, yeah, it just kind of, disparity,
2: we already knew that wealth disparity going on. But just, like, you know, and like those added costs. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like a university budget. Like, you know, you already know what you're going to have to set, what your cap is in terms of tuition, in terms of expended of expected expenses, but then Ugh. like you know something happens, <laughs> and then you have to spend more for all these things. That was a great or analogy.
1: Or just don't even consider lo- consider lowering tuition, like some other schools have certainly done. Mm-hmm. And shout out to all three of us wearing our and swag. Yeah. Um, and we just, just, just.
0: I don't know if you guys get the same impression that I do. We are in a similar situation to what we were. I believe it was around May-ish when the league announced there, what they were going to, well, they didn't really, they hadn't announced it yet, but it was rumored that this is what the playoff structure is going to look like, but there was no plan for the bubble. There was no plan for how the bubble would work and all that stuff. Now we're literally sitting in that exact same scenario.
1: That you're exactly right. That is I, I sense some deja vu for a second there. Yeah. What do you mean Red Bull has have a have a questionable thing in their second seat? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, gee, well, there's drama around selection for the world of Juniors. <sighs> uh, I, I don't we should probably move on to the part that is not fun here. Um and yeah. is money and escrow ever fun to talk about? No. It it, it sometimes it kind of sounds like. For, okay, for Mr. Loves the business side of it, yes. But Future I, commissioner. Commissioner, commissioner. Um, all right, we got to talk about the money side of things because money talks, and I feel like if there's a border for anything here, it's going to be the money. Because if the league and, and, and the players can't come together to agree on this, then we're just not going to get a season. Um, and the owners have incentive to just say, well, no, we're not doing this. What was it? Brian Burke, an owner, said that if we don't play – we only lose fifteen million million. And if we do play, it was like triple the anomaly. 60. Yeah. Sixty. <sighs> so,
0: now you tell me what's better.
1: Okay. Well,
0: I don't know. I'm, we, I'm not that good of, at math.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> close enough.
0: We've,
1: in the past few episodes, we've kind of briefly touched on it, but now we should probably do a real nice deep dive on this. By the way, stay tuned. We do a deep dive on the national predators later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides the elephant in the room being COVID cases, we already kind of talked about that. Um, money is there. And I'm just going to read a little snippet of Frank Seravelli's article because I personally cannot put it into words. Just kind of how everything is going. And Frank does an amazing job. Probably why he's head of the Riders Association. Players are due 72% of their salaries in 2021, with 20% being taken off to top the, to owners – to repay their revenue shortfalls from the 2019-2020 pause season, followed by a 10% deferral that will be repaid by the owners in three seasons. Will they get the money back? You hope so, but no. The NHL has asked players to defer an additional 16% in salary to aid in owner cash flow for 2021 and also requested amendments to the escrow cap for later years in the deal to balance, to, sorry, to better balance how quickly the owner's loan to players is repaid. And this is a very important part because at first right now you may be thinking greedy owners. No, no, no. Because revenue projections are short for the 2021 season and the 81.5 million salary cap is delinked from revenue, it is possible that the player's debt to owners will balloon to $2 billion by the end of next season.
0: Oh, my God. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah. Holy. Oh, that's... Uh, that's. I can't even think about how the math was going to work on this.
1: Now, and the owners have a right to just say we're going to can this season here
0: yeah force majeure
1: normally yeah force majeure the fancy fancy legal term that sounds cool Uh, it's kind of french okay it's just i i believe the escrow by the way is another like it's two percent or something additional like on top friedman tweeted something about it um let me just find it here yeah tougher to get a strong grip on economic discussions obviously very sensitive Players have made it clear they will not touch 6% um, escrow cap in final three years of the CBA, and we'll see on deferring money, both sides are still working at it. Um, Now, the league is in a very weird spot here. Um, And by league, I just don't, I mean like the entire NHL players included here, because Escrow, escrow, escrow has always felt like it's at the damn heart of these CBAs. We had labor peace for like the summer, and now we're done.
0: For four months. We're mm-hmm.
1: we're like, like come on. And if the if the players like, I don't see a lot of them will probably a lot. People may think, and I made this point earlier, like a few months ago, and I realize how wrong I am now. Rec- I don't often admit how wrong I am often, Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. But if you're the MLB who play, like their players got full thing, baseball makes money. Okay. The players cannot afford to be all sticky here because they're going to lose the money in the long term. They're going to owe even more. I think as Brian Burke said, they're equal partners.
0: 50-50.
1: CBA a few months ago says one thing. Well, guys, sorry, but it's a pandemic.
0: Things have changed. changed. Mm -hmm. I I think things have changed. I I think they're, despite, I think what it seems like things haven't changed. I think things have changed. What do you mean by that? Well, so, so what I mean by that is because I I was listening to some things uh, from agents, obviously Obviously I understand the agents are going to argue the player side saying well you know the the current MO the memorandum of understanding which was just an ex- essentially an extension of the CBA with um some up with some things that were updated mm-hmm. there's thing there are things in there that um would make sure that the owners get paid back.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh they're going to get the owners are going to get paid back like this isn't like I, I don't i don't want to get uh, get people get people thinking that that's not going to happen it's going to take years and years and years because not, like right now escrow is 20%, right? And Brian Burke said this in April that that 20% that just doesn't work. And the more i think about it and the more i read more things he's right. Like how is 20%. You right now, the owners have lost f- this season. If they don't have any fans in the stands, bare minimum, 50%. Uh, they, the league has lost 50% revenue, but the players are getting paid 72% at the moment. It's a lot. So there's a disc- huge discrepancy and, and escrows going down over the, over the slightly over this, cba extension so how is the money gonna if they're gonna be out two billion dollars and i know like i i I don't i don't want to live in la la land here like money's like money It's two billion dollars and i understand they're billion they're billionaires who are owners but i don't think they like losing money right I understand they can afford to lose money, but that doesn't mean they like to lose money.
1: It, it makes more sense to them, to the owners, to just can the season with the money they can save. Like the yeah. players, they don't, like I don't know if some of them are realizing this. If they don't go along with this and they don't, and then the owners say, no, we're not playing. They're the ones losing the most here. Zero.
0: They, they get lose zero. Their
1: salary through the year. And listen, coming back, I don't, I don't feel bad for McDavid if he loses a year of his salary because the. Remember that house he just finished and everyone showing off. I don't yeah. feel bad. No. Am I gonna feel bad for the the depth guys, the guys I love advocating for? Yes, yeah. but then if if your top guys or because from what I understand, normally the players who are normally the the team representative on you know the sort of like for the PA. Are never the scrubs. I hate to call them the nice guys who try hard and love the game.
2: Hard and soul guys.
1: It's it's Brendan Gallagher for the Canadians or Paul Byron at one time. You know it's. I believe like even the return to play committee has had like a few Leafs on it, like John Tavares, like the guy who like signing bonus Litton mm-hmm. contracts. Right. I'm not going to feel bad for Carey Price losing. No. Oh, you don't get 13 million dollars this year, sorry Carey. You can only keep. Three no, of he'll still houses. get his
2: Under Armour money.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is, you know, it's just his probably his bell money that he gets, you know, like feel- do a bus stop, his McDonald's burger that I'm Ooh. sure he has.
0: We feel bad Kerry for Berger. the Martin Marinchians of the world. Right? Yes, that's, I was going to say that.
2: I don't know if that was like the a, Jake Evans of the world. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, like, Throwing exactly. some Montreal guys in there. Team. Okay. Like, I I feel Alex
1: Belzee, like the AHL. Joe guy. Thornton. No.
0: No, I, I don't feel that <laughs> <laughs> <I, I, I, laughs> guy.
1: I <guy>, <laughs> saw a <laughs> lot of money. you smart with your money. If yeah. You're a, team, a guy who has like a big signing bonus that you've had for a few years. You should be fine if you are smart with your money. And that's what your agent is for. Though, those guys who are fighting and clawing to stay in the league that don't make that sort of money, and if they get sent down to the AHL, are only going to make $60,000 for four taxes, by the way. Wow. Their families are in such jeopardy here. I mean, I hate taking the owner's side. Like And the Canadians, by the way, the team I love so much, if they lose a year of the season, that's another year of price and weather that they've lost. Yeah. That's disastrous. But I would agree with the owners if they did like they can't it. I would it would break my heart that we don't get like more hockey. I'll just fall further into the side of liking F one. But
2: Oh, I thought we were gonna do a year of bizarre adventures. We
1: might go to
0: Euro League basketball.
1: This should True. not be – and Bettman said we're not negotiating. because We're know, not
0: renegotiating. We're not
1: renegotiating here. Like, but Listen. I get what he's saying. I'm on the owner's side, and I hate it.
0: This is so odd. you know. Like I feel like there's – here's what happened, and I think I actually – I had texted this. I don't remember if it was in the group chat or to Adam. As soon as the PA leaked the first thing, it was over. It was yeah. over. The players already won. The players won the media thing. But what the what I don't think the players understand, or what the PA hadn't hadn't thought about, is that Gary Bettman doesn't care what the media thinks. If Gary Bettman wants something done, Gary Bettman's gonna get, get it done, man. Like there a lot of people do not like Gary Bettman. No, and it's no. fair. I don't you have your reasons, whatever. I don't think he's as bad as everyone says. That's fine. But when Gary Bettman wants something done, Gary Bettman's going to get it done. It doesn't matter if the media doesn't like it. It doesn't matter if the fans don't like it. Gary Bettman represents the owners. He's the commissioner of the NHL. He doesn't care what the media thinks.
1: This is the guy who will go into a packed stadium in the playoffs and say, yeah, give me the booze. I'll take it. I aspire to
2: have that confidence one day. Honestly,
0: yeah.
1: Your hatred makes me stronger, Winnipeg. <laughs> I mean, Honestly, it he is. He's the it's like hero. Ember
2: Palpatine. Uh, this whole yeah. like development of like the financial aspects of this, I remember. I, I just remembered it with thirty one thoughts, like four or five months ago, where the first ask was from these owners that they just want a compliance buyouts, but they're like, but who's gonna pay for it? And then the way it kind of has, you know, it's kind of blooded into now. It's just it's weird because a lot of the times when we look at these things, when we look at like the financial aspects of it. We always kind of think, all right, well, we're prepared for next season. But like when your window is between the Stanley Cup finals and now it's just it's, it's it is what it is now what we're
0: seeing. Do you think there's going to be packed stadiums anytime soon? Like, I've made the joke
2: that the retro reverse jerseys are there to compensate for it, but I don't know what else they're going
0: to be able to do.
1: I see that $300 price tag is still there, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I It's even, okay, I was thinking about this because there's so much, because of COVID, there's been a lot of fear um, instilled, rightfully so. No, I'm, not, that's, I, I'm not saying it shouldn't be, because COVID is a is a serious issue, even with a vaccine. Do you think people's mindsets just gonna change like that? Probably no. not. Consumer confidence is not gonna magically jump to a, whatever it was at before again. Like, I still think maybe in certain markets, when we have the ability to have packed stadiums, that might be there. Are certain cities that that might be a thing, but I don't think that's necessarily gonna be be the case and I think a lot of people are thinking about it what is the impact now but it's not now it's for the future do you know how many the next contracts are going to be screwed because for the next seven years we're going to have the same cap yeah it's going to be a nightmare you thought Tampa is in a in, in a poor place imagine more than one team in Tampa's position I,
2: I think of, um,
0: and I, I mean, don't mean good. the winning situation, I yeah. mean the cap hell.
2: You know what I'm thinking of, and I've, I've brought it up before, yeah, is age didn't kill the Colorado Avalanche Dynasty, the 2005 lockout did.
1: You always mention that, yeah, that it was because of that they lost Forsberg,
2: they lost Forsberg, and then they lost, um, Adam Foote. And then um, they didn't re-sign, like, a bunch of guys. And then, like, David Abisher had to stay on as, I guess, Patrick Wallace's successor. Like, he had one good season, and then, you know, what happened afterwards.
1: And, yeah, filling the shoes of the greatest goalie of all time. By the way, Daniel, did you see that New Jersey Devils tweet?
2: I know you're getting
1: About <laughs> the Blues. Oh, you have my brother played all but like six games and he played with us. And then New Jersey just said, delete. I wanted to tweet at that saying, I didn't know Daniel was running New Jersey social media. <laughs> you know what? I told you the story That's about funny.
2: how I bought the Broder jersey, right? Reminds
1: me. Think so.
2: so I got Remind the, oth- the um, authentic one when they were re- when they used to be with Reebok. And okay. I remember going to, was it Lids? I can't remember. but I remember that jersey was in the traded players section. Like a Martin Broder jersey. And it was like 85% off. That's and I just laughed at that. We're like like somewhere someone bought a full price St. Louis Blues Martin Broder jersey.
1: Respect. Respect. And then by like in two weeks later, it was like, ah, all right. We're done here.
0: I'll see Um, you on that.
1: Is there anything else you guys would like to touch on? Um, anything to do if we can return to play or anything before we move on?
0: I mean, listen, there's like 10, um, I think Berkey or Freeman said there's like 10 to 12 owners who are, are more than happy to not play. If that number increases, it's going to be very unfortunate.
1: Daniel, anything to say?
0: I, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm going to have to kind of agree with you guys too that I'm seeing the owner side of things and. You know, as journalists, you kind of, kind of separate that, I guess, bias we have where, you know, we're in Montreal, we're in Toronto, we're in these situations where I think sometimes we are we are in our own bubble of like, what do you mean there's going to be no hockey? But like, I think of the people who, you know, our fans or even like the workers or the players themselves in like Arizona or San Jose or just Florida, where it's like that's more of the reality. So it's just definitely something I got to think about as the negotiate as you know, if no more negotiations happen or how this all plays out. One,
1: it makes me wonder then. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, go ahead. ahead.
1: It just then makes me wonder, okay, how does this year off affect the salaries of scouts of arena workers? If you can get back in there, you know, the people who, uh, the arena working staff. Remember how big of a of a controversy that was when COVID first started, and how guys weren't getting or so you mm-hmm. people in general weren't getting paid. How does it affect those guys? Like the the training staff, the the security workers. I mean, the Canadians have had like the same head of security dude since yeah. like the seventies. What happens to that guy?
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, the
1: friendly guy who goes between the brassard training complex. Like, yeah. Ah, oh, it just makes
2: you think like what's- or you know, those nice people selling the programs. I have to think of that. 5050
1: 50, 50, 50, yeah. 50. <laughs> Martin Marty. That is a monsieur. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> like yeah, right? what I'm thinking Rio. about right now, and I know we've talked about it before, but I, I honestly think of the Arizona Coyotes right now, where it's a team that was already down, already
0: made these mistakes, and it's like they're just getting kicked again. Imagine being a new owner. And this is within the first year and a half of you owning the team. This is what we're doing.
1: Doesn't he own casinos too? The Gutierrez? No, is it Gutierrez?
0: I'm, I'm not sure. No, Gutierrez is the CEO. Uh, I don't know who. Maru Marulo, I think. Alex Marulo. M E R U L O. Just, I guess I have one last point. I think it, there's going to be a huge effect on the money portion but I I have a weird feeling and, you know, you started to see it uh, going into the playoffs and not just in hockey. I think in the other sports as well as where like viewership was down Mm -hmm. just in general for sports. uh, I don't exactly know why. Like I haven't really, I haven't looked into it, but it was down. Right. And now the NBA is going to be starting up. The NFL is kind of getting into their prime time type, I guess, uh, prime time part of the season, where the playoffs, the end of the season, playoff, Super Bowl. Um, what other sport? Like the NHL, if they don't play, they're going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. And the casual fan, how? Like, I, I think I was telling, I was, I don't remember where I where I was talking about it, but we're so the NHL and and i think just because we've had so many issues we're so focused on the business end in the money the escrow the salary cap and and i see it all the time here in toronto because you know what we were they they were garbage for 15 years and now we're just accustomed to talking about the money end of the money end of the sport we need to make sure that we move out of that Because no one cares. No one cares about the... Unfortunately, no one cares about the salary cap. No one cares about escrow. Well, maybe not unfortunately, but...
1: It's such a turn.
0: It's about the game, like what's being played on the ice. And yes, there's always going to be times where, you know, the salary cap's going to be important, this and that. But when you're talking about it every other day for the entire season, the only time I really want to hear about... Salary cap implications, extension, uh, free agency. That's it. Like, I, when else should you really hear about salary cap implications?
1: I don't want to ever hear about it. Like, unless it's like, oh, the cheeky trade to get around the salary. Like, right. Uh,
2: the sweeteners.
1: Um. By the way, Alex Morello, or how do you say it? Um, interested. In, sorry, uh, billionaire who holds business interest in banking it should be oh, fine, but real estate media restaurants food casinos and pro sports oh boy um,
0: not the brother of tom right no
1: i don't know who that is who's tom morello
0: no you're thinking it's spelled differently i know okay (laughs) not the same guy
1: you know when you google something and there's other like people also ask yeah like i saw one that says who owns la pizza loca and i'm like okay it's like alex morello and says Alex Morello hopes to someday, this is in 1991. Listen to this, this is amazing. Alex Morello hopes to someday be known as the pizza king of Southern California's Latino community. The energetic, boyish looking 27 year old founder of the Buena Park based La Pizza Loca restaurant trade chain is off to a good start. Is that this guy started a pizza shop and he's a billionaire
2: it sounds like a
0: feature story that we should do no
1: way it does
0: sound like a feature story
1: wait 27 if he was 27 now and he's like 50 are we doing math he's 56 now he'll be he'll be next year he'll be 57 this year next year yeah in march he'll be 20 he'll be 57
0: he'll be 30 years yeah Wow! Oh, wow! It's
1: him! Wow! He started a pizza chip. That's all good for him. That's pretty cool. I mean, cool. maybe get a hold of your hockey team and everything that's going on with that. Mm. Watch what you draft. But- Do they have
2: that pizza at the Arizona games?
1: Oh, they have to. That's amazing.
2: That's a good point.
0: Good like, heck, I always yeah. you know what Dan you bring up a good point I always think about that I don't know if you like I enjoy watching Shark Tank you know shark which shark Tank, you know yeah. dragons yeah, yeah. then just the yeah so Mark Cuban's always on there and every time he makes an offer I think well man it, is that going to be in the Dallas Mavericks stadium probably not but it just goes through my head so I point kind. that out I do like You
1: think him. like just Molson's at the Bell Center? I never really see people. Listen to this. Morello began his career in his father's tuxedo business. At the age of 23, he decided to open a new type of pizza restaurant catering to Latinos in the US and offering unusual toppings such as chorizo and jalapenos. He bought a failing pizza restaurant called the new business, the Pizza Loco. In five years, it opened 12 restaurants. It meets $10 million. He started in a oh. casino shop. Wow. Opened a, a restaurant, turned into a chain, and now he's a billionaire.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Good, like, that's awesome. La yeah, pizza yeah. loca. I want to get some pizza loca now. Um, right. So, shall we go to the deep dive? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: All right. That was awesome. <laughs> that was, what a turn. yeah. No, what a what a turn.
1: Yeah. Um. Now we get to talk about from serious and all this great stuff to just a team that just mediocre. Can the I actual- start? Can I start
2: this with a joke? Sure. When I was a kid, I thought Rick Nash played for Nashville. Really? Yeah. Why? Because Nashville. So I'm like, yeah, of oh course my- he plays here. <laughs> like, same thing too when like I I never got to watch him play because I wasn't born, but I thought Magic Johnson played on the Orlando Magic.
1: Same actually. Why not? <laughs> like and the names just fit. Yeah. Um, but the Nashville Predators, I mean, um, God, what can you say about this scene? They were looking so high and mighty in 2017, making it to the cup final, losing in controversial fashion after the Leafs, I'm oh, sorry, not the Leafs, the refs blew off a Philip Forsberg goal that probably should have counted. I remember. Um, and then just in 2018, they lose to the Jets in the playoffs. And it's just since then, it just hasn't quite been the same in Nashville. I mean, Normally, we start with the goalies, but I mean, talk about us like a horrible situation when it comes to the cap. They have room right now, but for some reason, they bought out Steven Santini because, okay, remember the Santini trade guys? And then they bought out Kyle Turris, who for it looks like the till the end of time has a buyout that's going to be $2 million against the cap. But in net, I mean, in one more year of Pecorino at 38, and you see Soros, who just hasn't been anything. Again, this is the team that well, lost to Arizona in the qualifying round. The Silly yeah. Coyotes who got torn apart by Colorado. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think UC Sorrows is awful. Like I think he had one poor year. And even what this year, even this year he played 40 games, 9-14. Really? Yeah. It's not bad.
1: Well, I'll take that back then. Good for him. Like I think
0: I don't think he had a very good uh playing around but like i think with i think they're fine when Pekka Renee leaves let's let me put it like that yeah and i'll let daniel tell that tell us who they have once Pekka who's, Renee leaves
1: who's the future in that?
0: i mean like as much as we love to see ourselves ask her off i already
2: kind of know it's gonna take a few years yeah for them I, to kind of figure out things i mean you know they're by the time we figure out things, they are still gonna be paying Roman Yosi and like Matt Duchesne and Right and Ryan Ellis. So, you know, they'll be okay with that. But yeah, I think what we've said before, it's been the same narrative. What we've always said with Nashville is they're gonna take a step back. They're not gonna I think it's time to kind of say, you know, we're not where we were before and Try to figure out like what they kind of have in the system, what they could kind of do like in terms of like you know those low risk, high reward type signings because that money is gonna evaporate eventually. Like I don't think Luke Cunnin's gonna demand a lot, but you know what I've seen with Dante Fabro, I think he's gonna become something. And of course, they're gonna want to have to upgrade a lot of pieces that I'm seeing on this team. Where what we said before the show started, like I didn't know Rocker Grimaldi or you know Cal Yorncruck or you know Nick Cousins were getting you Nick know
3: cousins? what
2: getting like you know close to, like two million or close to it like these are guys where I kind of felt that you
3: what know you, you, you could
2: Nick have cousins? you could have signed someone for like nine hundred thousand to seven hundred thousand see what they become and you know it's still kind of be similar
0: performances
1: you know why they overpaid Nick cousins right? Why is that? What do Nashville love to do more than anything else?
0: Overpay centers.
1: Overpay centers.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing with this team is, and, and I feel like we still don't really have an answer. What on earth is this team
1: interested in Hoffman for some reason?
0: Interested in Hoffman. I saw they were interested in Grandlin too, and I think they might be interested in Duclair. I. What? What you I? They must still think they have it that maybe they're betting on Pekarene having a good season because I think last year he didn't have a good season.
1: He's like Bobrovsky. Let's just flip a coin. Good
0: season. <laughs> yeah. Like so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's they're such an odd team and I don't want to say they're at this point yet, but they're getting there where they're kinda like Minnesota, but they're not as that that bad. Like they're hovering in like, well, we can make the playoffs, but we're not really going to do much in it where I feel like Minnesota right now is like, we can make the playoffs, but we're probably not.
1: Would you say that Nashville took a step back this off season?
0: Uh, As is, is that what we put them
1: in our off season. There tier we go. Yeah. They did take a step back. They, they did. did take check a step out, back. Check out last episode. But
0: did they do much to take a step back? Like they lost Craig Smith. Which listen, I I That's three I, steps
2: back. No. I
0: know. I understand. I understand. But they took a step back by letting one player go. They added cousins and Brad Richardson and Mark Boriecki.
1: When they they lost Smith and Granlund.
0: Oh, Grandland and Granlund. Sorry, you're right. Turn, right? They, yeah. they they
2: that kind of tourist too, but
1: yeah. They, I don't know if it's no. Ottawa losing tourists. I'm like, oh, that sucks. But he just never fit in there, right? Yeah, it sucks, but like, I feel like
0: they took steps back by not doing much.
1: Yeah, um, and I think like, listen, I, I wouldn't hate them bringing in Hoffman because they need scoring. It's just, it really feel like. Forward wise, because I know everyone's gonna say Yossi, but forward group wise, it's really been Arvidsson and Forsberg. Like has been disappointing. Yeah. We, why did we not see that coming? Sorry, I have a question.
2: Bennett. Yeah. Do you? Who do you feel more comfortable being your first line center on this team?
1: Between what, like, of anyone like between Duchesne Johansson, and Duchesne.
2: Uh...
1: Does Johansson have a better attitude off the ice?
2: I mean, these are guys that are both paid like crazy, and then, like, they barely hit 50
0: points.
1: Brad Richardson is who I, I prefer. You're going <laughs> to your first Eric line Kurt center?
0: Golly, Yarn like, crook. Like,
1: like, Duchesne is, like, he was on the World Cup of Hockey. I don't know if he's been on... a Has he been on the Olympic team? Which one? Duchesne.
2: Yeah, he was, like, the extra guy on the 2014 team.
1: What did he do? He had 42 points this year, and then what did Johansson have? 36? I mean... Uh, You're just, they're just the epitome of players are Duchesne and Johansson that like, I'm so happy that Montreal didn't end up signing him. It's just that thing of like, you need a first line center, but you think it's this guy when in reality, he is a, depending on the system, a second line center. Like, yeah, I think, let let me ask you guys this. I'm being a bit pissy here. I know, but would you prefer Johansson, Duchesne or Philip Deneau?
0: Oh, Philip DeNo. Philip Deneau.
1: Like that's a As like a first line center,
0: as a yeah. first line center? Yeah, Philip. Yeah, Deneau. right now at this point, yeah.
1: Because it's like it shows like Deneau would be like the perfect second line center on like Pittsburgh. Not Pittsburgh, because Nottingham, but like on on so many teams. Like you would love to have a Deneau or like a Cadger or anything, mm-hmm. right? Um yeah. if you're not like a Toronto or a Pittsburgh who can, you know, have two freaking heart contenders any other day. But it's just like they're both just so meh. Like and and that's the thing. Players, like that, that's the players, thing, right?
0: The
2: thing I think about it is like when you look at these two guys. Were they ever really the guy when <sighs> they were putting up those numbers? Like when I look at Matthew Shane, like he was a bit, I, I don't know, like he was kind of sheltered in a way where you know if he wasn't having the best game in Colorado, like they had Paul Stasny and, like Ryan O'Reilly to roll out.
1: Isn't it funny? The moment he left is when McKinnon became a god. <laughs> and I mean, in Ottawa, he was the only other guy there. And like, let's be honest, if Carlson was still around, it was going to be Eric. I mean, isn't that funny that Duchesne would have been on another team where he's outshined by a star defenseman, which is now the case in Nashville. with sure. They're
2: trying to reignite the Mike Hoffman,
0: Matt Duchesne chemistry. Oh, God. So, so here's the reason I picked Deneau, just to quickly answer. Mm-hmm. the I know what I'm getting in deno right? Like, I know it's he's going to be consistent. I don't have to worry. Whereas, I don't know what I'm getting in Johansson and and Duchesne. Like, one night I can get this, and another night I can get the complete opposite. I feel like I don't know what I'm getting out of those two guys on a consistent basis. Whereas, Deneau, maybe he's not a first-line center per se, but... I'm more confident having him in my as a first line center than the other two.
2: I'm I not gonna lie, I had I'm yeah, looking good. back on past leaf years I'm more comfortable having Tyler
0: Bozak on that first line. Wow. Holy. Okay. I don't think it's I didn't think it was that bad. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? Your it's opinion, like, it's your video. When opinion. you put
2: that like comparable of like perfor- expected performance versus you know salary yeah. I think you know the better values like Phil Dono and Tyler Bozak.
0: Sure. I mean,
1: yeah. You know you I
0: don't know, know if I choose Tyler Bozak. Okay. okay. I, I,
3: I I've kind of appealed to I, you, Alex, with this. I get the point you're making. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> you know what I've just realized? Philip Forsberg has only two years left on this deal.
2: Yeah. He's leaving.
1: Yeah. Like I am just trying to quickly throw some lines here together that I'm okay. thinking, all right. So your first line is some combination of Forsberg, Arvidsson, and who you want as your center, Duchesne or Johansson? It doesn't really
0: Whoever can get the puck to either of those guys. I think
2: too. Johansson as a – as, like, for my own personal thing, as a sign to, like, hey, Matt, you know, you're going to be on the second line because we don't he, trust you right now.
1: I, I would actually prefer Duchesne because at least he's got some wheels on him.
0: Mm-hmm. And – you know, and, and it's also gonna be his own only his second season in Nashville, and I, and Ryan right, and you don't really like how many years have they had Ryan Johansson and put him, like they've literally been looking for another center since Ryan Johansson's been on this team.
1: Remember when Sam, when uh, Set Jones played sixty minutes in the five overtime game? I
0: do remember that. That was absolutely incredible.
1: I mean, I'm I'm looking at oh like this is johansson this was his fifth year i believe his fourth full one because he got traded in 2015 and it's like i you know what you know and i know this very well being a canadian spread you know you're in trouble down the middle if half your roster is listed as center slash winger mm-hmm. and they have Duchesne and johansson both the c um wingers yeah. same with colton sisson same with Yarn croak and nick cousins and the only two guys who are listed here is natural center. are Brad Richardson and Yakov Trenin. Who okay, I don't believe is,
2: can right. can we pick COVID. him as the first line center?
1: <laughs> he's on COVID loan. I don't know what that is, Cat Friendly, but...
0: Oh, the, the guys who are just loaned. Yeah, so like COVID. other leagues. Yeah.
1: Six points in 21 games play. He's 23. And in the pipeline, I mean, Patrick Harper, Josh Wilkins, Philip Tomasino... Thomas Novik, Igor Afaseev, Zachary Magwood, Sean Malone, Anthony Richard, Michael McCarran.
2: I laughed at that. Michael McCarran and Jared Tenardi are are both on this team.
1: If you're not good enough to make Montreal's defensive core a few years ago, like Tenardi was, I think that says plenty about you. No offense. How was he on Nashville's?
2: Oh, just is is a depth option. Him? Michael McCarran.
1: No, not uh, Jared I mean Jared oh, Jared How the hell did he make it? Well,
2: uh,
1: I don't know. He's probably going to take that spot. Tonight.
0: Yeah, the thing with this team is it's not like, yes, I know is going to take a. It's going to take a few years, but I think Pekareny. Let's just say he retires. You put in a one B type guy with UC Soros. I think you're fine. Your defense, I think, is more than fine. Yossi, Ellis, Ekholm, Dante Fabro. Like, that's a pretty damn good defense.
2: I remember for previews, I remember um, it was Elliot Freeman who said, I remember they were talking a lot about Connor Ingram, where yes. something happened with him in Tampa and then he's traded to Nashville and then suddenly he's like one of the best goalies in the AHL. I think they're still kind of banking on him to become something, but I don't know. It's, it's this thing too, where I remember some people said that, you know, not getting asked because you have Connor Ingram, but there's so much, there's so many unknowns
0: with that as well. Still. Right. Like, I right. think worst case you trade someone.
1: What would worry me is I'm looking at these defensemen, right. And Nashville is known for that defensive core. Okay. I like think it's like Ellis Yossi. I'm like by Perry, like echo yeah. Fabro echo. is so underrated too. And your third bear can be like Benning Borwecki. Who cares? But I think he's yeah. just around, right. And I'm looking at some of these guys around I'm like, Yossi is already 30 years old and the contract is kicking in now. Ellis is already 29, Ekholm is 30, and Borreki is 31. And I'm thinking, okay, even if he is a Carter Hart type and he's playing in the league by 21 years old, that's two, three years down the line for Askarov. Yeah. What do all these defensemen and the rest of these guys look like in a few years? Again, Duchene's already 20, 29 right. Um, Johansson is is not, he's 28, but you remember that shoulder injury in the playoffs a few years ago kind of derailed his career by the looks of it. I I'm, I'm worried about this team and how they look in a few years. Um, and by the time Askarov is ready, they'll still be on the hook for Kyle Turris. And
0: and I think that's that reason alone is why they're still trying to, they're still interested in Hoffman, they're still interested in Grandland, they're still interested in Duclair because they still need to they still want to compete. because
2: That team we've talked about before where I think they have a lot of fans when they're performing. But, you know, Nashville, I remember in the 2010s, 2009s, they were a team that they were just kind of getting by by putting whoever they can to score and, you know, just making the playoffs. And they were a team that I, I know that even the owners at one point were thinking of
1: relocating remember after right. 2017, that building was a place to be. It yeah. was like the whole, like, you sucked the opposite goalie. It's all your fault. It's all your Last time I watched a Nashville game, yeah. that was not a full arena. They were not mm-hmm. chanting very loudly. Because they don't
2: have celebrity Mike Fisher there anymore. <laughs> Stop it. I remember charity, when he got right? traded there and, like, the headlines were, like, Carrie Underwood's husband traded to the Nashville Predators. Uh, it's like good. Mike
1: Fisher at the at his cottage, and you're like, no, it's not his cottage. It's yeah. it's Carrie's cottage. cottage. Let's be honest. He, he decorated one of the rooms. That's what his salary kicked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's unfortunate. Oh. Um, Mike Fisher, what a weird player to think about. Former captain of the Nashville Predators. For like I a understand. season, he's Weber left; they didn't know what to yeah. do.
0: Yeah, right. Um, again, I think it kind of what the hell is this team?
1: Yeah, um, I think I think we can be happy leaving it there with Nashville. Leaving on, uh, what are you? I don't think there's <laughs> more to come. Yeah, more to come. <sighs> Hopefully. There's, yeah, I mean. Sure. Uh so I'm looking at the clock. I started a stopwatch when I said we're back. We're at an hour twenty one minutes here. Actually. That's not bad. No, yeah. I think that was really good. I think that's the perfect length. I think I think today was a really good episode as well, guys.
2: Yeah. Um, nice and relaxing. We got through the topics. Yeah. You know, I really had a fear we were gonna talk about Jake Paul for like an hour and a half. So I I'm happy. I'm happy. We could have done me, it. Yeah, we we could, could, could have
0: done it. I could, we can continue the conversation. <laughs>
1: We get to who would win in the fight is when you know we've gone too far. Is that was when I was thinking I'm like, all right, I need to find a transition out because we are, <laughs> I'm not giving this any more time. We'll <laughs> leave the
2: conversation down to the comments from the listeners.
1: There who's gonna we go, win in the fight? There we go. Paul or Evander King?
2: Oh. or Chris
0: Paul?
1: Yeah, who's Chris?
0: Chris Paul, you mean the, ba- <laughs>
1: the,
0: the basketball player. Yeah, Phoenix um,
1: Suns. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna try and sneak in a, a Clippers locker room joke uh, in there, but I can't. Oh
0: man, that has been um, that has been something yeah. else this week.
1: Yeah. Are
0: they the new Ottawa Senators?
1: I mean, the Sen- Well, I mean, no. one team actually made the playoffs and got kind of close and has fans in the building and sell tickets, and the other ones are not that.
2: All right. So, and what's Hats- a very popular Ohio. team imploding, man? What? What's very popular NHL team imploding right now?
1: Um, Vancouver.
2: Vancouver. They weren't
1: at that level. Chicago, yeah. Chicago. Yeah,
2: Chicago. Yeah, that's a good comparable. Yes. Um, Wait. So is Patrick Kane Kawhi Leonard or no, Taves, George.
1: Taves, because they're both super serious. Okay, Kane Taves has is Kawhi Leonard. Somewhat of a personality. Okay. Not creative with the name of his children, though. Patrick Kane the Third. Not a great name. Not
0: Jonathan Kane. I didn't even know he was the second. He was a junior. Yeah.
1: yeah. He should
0: put on his jersey. He
2: Kane should.
1: too He should. Nah, Kane looks cool by itself. Kane's a cool name with a K. With a C, it's lame, lame. So uh, like wait,
0: if- wait, 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 wait.
1: Unless it's Michael Kane, because he spells it differently, and yeah. he's got the accent, master. I didn't even know you Did you ever spell listen to the song C.
2: by Madness? No. It's the I have Michael Kane.
1: Who was the number one song on your guys' Spotify raps this year? I have to check. Um system of the downs.
0: No, I don't think it was that. I think I mine think was, was like Leon Bridges. No, I, I'll tell you right now. I don't remember the song, but um for some reason it was um it was oh what who the hell's I don't know who does so for some reason there's a producer, his name is Metro Boomin, and he has his own artist page. So anytime you listen to one of his songs that he produced, it counts as a listen to his artist page. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was at the top of my list, but I think the top top artists, I think it was Twenty One Savage or Drake, which is not a surprise. See? Okay, I
1: had that issue because of the music I listened to, which I found out I can call Odecore, by the way.
0: Not um, we're not calling it anime music anymore. Not, I saw I was gonna tweet. ask that. I yeah. saw that tweet. No, it's
1: a, I put it on my story on Instagram too. Yeah, no, I made I know what to call it now. Is the song that was number one was first of all, it's a song called Fight Together, it's from, a, it's from One Piece, actually. What's interesting is I don't actually listen to the full song, I listen to a certain clip of it. Okay. And I'll just loop it. And I guess it was a certain thing because the second song was was colors, and that's like my favorite song, right? It's in Japanese and everything. But also a bunch of the songs, it's like it's under Anime Project is the name of the whatever you call it. The producer. Yeah. And, yeah. And um, it it was the top artist. It should have been Flow. Also, <laughs> like I need to know YouTube because I most of my stuffs on YouTube as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I felt the same way too. Then
1: it would be Flow by like the band by a mile, and colors would be it was. I was upset, and what was really embarrassing is I didn't realize my third listened to song was the was Monaco's National Anthem
0: uh, <laughs> I didn't even notice that I didn't even notice that oh my god, that's so funny oh,
1: I loved it I loved it so much should this that
2: be part so of funny. the episode promotion on Instagram of what our Spotify, Spotify. rapper look like
1: just the National it's such a so
2: funny. I have a question, Alex, before we go yeah Someone who knows 21 Savage but doesn't actually know their music. What is yeah. one song you, you think people should listen to
0: when they think of 21 Savage? Oh, There's some good ones. Honestly, the only reason it was that high is because um, I, had to, I had to do a review for my critical and opinion writing class. And it was one of the options. Uh, I'm like, oh, this will be interesting. So I looped it and looped it and looped it and looped it over and over again. Like I generally listen like there is, he's in my, um, I call it rippity rap. I don't know why. That's why I named the playlist on Spotify. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question, Daniel. Um, maybe that song with. Uh, I always Alice thought Malo. it was like the song
2: they play when the Leafs take to the ice for the warm up or
0: something. I don't know. Just, I don't even know what song that is. That you're you're you know more clearly know more than me. I don't know what the song is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the song is. I yeah, probably They're gonna not. keep it the Hollow Notes. Oh please, I hope they don't. You,
1: can, you yeah. can kind of you can kind of see it.
0: Oh my I didn't even notice it said Monaco National Anthem Here when I read is. it.
1: Fights so, together colors and Monaco Monaco National Anthem is number uh, three. I love it. I love it so much. Oh,
0: that's funny. All
1: right. Are we good to go then? Yeah. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the show, uh, be sure to check us out. Check out the video portion of it on YouTube. Subscribe. to YouTube a Ryerson show. attire? Yeah. We we the yeah. Rams. Let's go. Um, <laughs> cut tuition, please. Um, just for now. Uh, when you're on YouTube, give the video a like. Uh, why not also uh, leave a comment? Which Kane? Who would- who's gonna win, Kane or? insert paul brother here um is checo Perez gonna get the seat with red bull yes do you love george russell like the rest of us yes of course you do um what else if you thank you to voice as always for being a fantastic platform for the show check out the podcast on anywhere you listen to a podcast apple podcast spotify what are your spotify wraps we want to know mm do you listen to a national anthem too if you're german and you love schumacher do you listen to the german one it's very powerful you know in the german national anthem it is i think that's it oh be sure to check out alex's blog my youtube channel for your habs needs mm. and check out everything daniel does for the ryersonian not for
2: the... this last week
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you're not doing next semester
2: no i'm uh there's speculation I might go back to the eye opener, but we don't know yet. It's not confirmed.
1: Oh really? Oh
2: yeah. Oh boy. What?
1: Speculation, eh? Yeah. So if I ask a reliable source to put a number of one to ten, what do you think that source, wearing a blue hat and clear frame glasses, would say to me?
2: He wouldn't know, but sources say Will Baldwin has the info. <laughs> okay.
1: stay-, stay tuned then. Great. Um, okay. All right. Is then. that everything?
0: I think so. Alrighty then.
1: All right.